0: is a Bulldog Radio Podcast. The Ferris State Bulldogs
1: have upset the nation's number two ranked team. Wide open. Taylor is going to take this one to the house. Touchdown,
0: Bulldogs.
2: It's the MBSP Season 4, Episode 7. I'm Joe Nagy, along with Brandon. We're sitting right across from me. It's homecoming on the Ferris State University campus. What a week it's been so far. So many cool events that have been going on around campus. But we got some more coming up this weekend with sports coming to town. Waldorf as well coming. We got some good teams coming for soccer, uh, volleyball. Whole bunch of stuff that we got to be working, Brandon, this week. But it's going to be a good time.
3: It is going to be a good time. Ferris State sports preview, as always, slated for this episode, as well as college football week four is going to be a banger. We'll get into some of those matchups as well as our NFL week three predictions. And Joe... I'm feeling dude, some hot we did hot pretty bad last week. Takes. I'm not going to lie. But we're going we to pick it up this week. Well, undefeated, 16-0. and 0. I mean, it's possible. S- place a parlay. Whoa, now you're talking right there. We Whoa. could we
2: could get our tuition money paid. Yeah, for I really could. If I just <laughs> like a five-cent bet down on like a 16-team, whoever wins. Did you see the dude last week? Yeah.
3: 25, and he pulled out on the last one. He would have been a millionaire. Yeah. And we still he,
2: got quarter. Yeah, he still got quarter of, quarter of a mil. That's Insane. crazy. Insane. But- we got to hop in first to a great interview with Nico Logreco, our good buddy that works with us for athletics. He's what, Brandon? He is the public address announcer
3: for softball, um, basketball, women's basketball, and men's basketball, and then high school football. So you probably know of Nico. You probably don't know Nico but you know his voice. I was going to say,
2: you've heard his voice, definitely, but he's such a cool guy to be around. He's part of the ops team. We're a part of more of the athletics and the communication staff, so it's a really cool opportunity to get to learn a little bit more of the opposite side of what goes on in athletics. But, Brandon, without further ado, let's swing it to the interview. Now joining us in studio, Nico LaGreca, the man behind the mic for Bulldog soccer, sometimes basketball, high school football at Top Tiger Field, and a plethora of other things I'm probably forgetting. Yeah, I do a couple things here and there. (laughs) Just a a couple. (laughs) couple. No, but the PA
3: man on the mic, Nico, so happy to have you. And I think the the biggest question that I'm sure a lot of people wonder is, how in the heck do you get into public address announcing? Well, it's actually kind of a long and odd story, believe it or not.
1: Um, I got into just... um, Athletic maintenance and management at my high school. It was a small high school just outside of Detroit. We're a Catholic school, so everything is on a volunteer basis. So I'd always paint the fields, cut the grass, you know, do everything except scheduling. And my AD comes up to me and he goes, We don't have a PA announcer. I was like, Oh, that sucks. Goes, <laughs> that sucks. Like, he goes, Yeah, you're it. I'm like, What? What does that mean? What does that mean? Like, I don't, <laughs> you know, I watch sports. I watch the games. I'm like, well, I don't want to do it. He goes, too bad you're doing it. Okay. So he started me at high school football. no idea what I was doing. Not a single clue. And he goes, you're good at it. I like, I, I don't thanks. think so. I don't, thanks. thanks. I, I, mean, I mean, sure. Yeah. Thanks, I guess. <laughs> um, so I was like, okay, well, you know, that was, I think, in my sophomore year. Freshman year, actually, a little bit of radio my freshman year. Ooh. And then junior year, and then eventually through senior year, I started doing all the athletics at my school for PA. And got to the point where I was like, oh, I could probably make a career out of this. So I actually, you know, started looking around, like, oh, where could I go for public or Well, it isn't really a major for that. There yeah. was sports communication here. I said, like, oh, let me do that. Um, come to find out I was more interested in the uh, um, management and the facility side of sports management. So I was like, well... Maybe I'll just transfer. That's a different story. But I still kept PA, and I really liked it. You know, and then I came to Ferris during the COVID years, so everything was kind of locked down. There wasn't too many people doing everything. And actually, Dr. A, she said, you're looking for a job, right? I guess. She's like, reach out to Nick Owens. um, Tell me your experience. What do you want to do? So I emailed him. I don't know, I think it was a Monday or a Tuesday. He said, I have PA experience, you know, I have management experience, I have facilities maintenance experience. He goes, What can I do you for? He gets back to me I think a day later, he goes, Yeah, we have a basketball game tomorrow night. Can you do it? I was like, Whoa.
0: No okay. again. That's quick. Was like, okay, that was
1: quick. You know, like I said, you know, I did all the sports at my high school, but basketball really wasn't my strong suit. You know, it's it's really quick if you watch the game and you gotta call stuff as you see it and I don't know the fouls too well. But he goes, You'll be fine okay. So I did basketball. He liked it. You know, he kept me on for the rest of the season and that turned into softball. Says, can you do softball? Well, we don't do softball a whole lot where I come from because you're doing it. Okay. And that's, <laughs> there's not too much of a choice. I don't think is that there's here. no I, choice. I, I literally literally sounds like it sounds like yeah.
3: forced beyond control yeah, it's at a, this point. A little bit
1: of voluntold going on there, but yeah. you know, it's the opportunity just fell into my lap and I took them. You know, that's what you hear from most people um, is, that just happened. Yeah. You know, there was a position you needed to be filled. And yeah, for sure. You just fill it.
2: Yeah, and especially, I mean, being a part of the ops team and stuff like that, can you kind of talk about, you know, what that's like, kind of making sure everything's set up as well for, like, these games and stuff, and then having to hop into be, <laughs> being doing PA and stuff. <laughs> there's Really, you're just doing everything from just set up to the middle of the game then after taking down. Right, yeah. So, like you
1: said, I do everything outside of PA too. Football, like I don't do football PA. So, football, I just do operations for that. So. Yeah football really does suck because <laughs> we get there if it's a three o'clock game we get there at 10 in the morning for setup oh yeah you know the bulldog heads has got to go up all the barricades got to go up you know and then during the game it's mainly just sideline security making sure everything is making sure all your ducks stay in one row yeah it's really the biggest part you know the tear down at the end kicking people out of the stadium i just want to go home please mm-hmm. get out yes um you know and then when it comes time for basketball it's Cause I'm doing PA for that too. So I'm doing operations and PA. So, you know, get there, pull the bleachers out, set up the chairs, um, set up the courts and then, oh yeah, by the way, you're PAing too. So go do that too. All right. And then tear down at the end. Yeah, sounds like a long day for
3: sure. Yeah, but, it is a long day. But, yeah, I know I've had my fair share of long days as well. Uh, probably not as many as you have. <laughs> uh, and the upside is I'm more kind of tossed in between whoever needs me. But um, when it comes to, uh, obviously, we spent a lot of time together, Nico, as um, being the primary game producers. He's on the PA. I'm on the music. Yes, we are the greatest duo in <laughs> Division Two athletics. You cannot debate this. But as far as the game experience and being a part of it, and putting really your, um, putting your piece to that puzzle, um, with bringing that experience in the entertainment as a PA announcer, what is just the best thing that you find from doing that?
1: So there's actually, this is cool too. I'm a two-time nationally certified public address announcer. I'm certified through the National Association of Sport Public Address Announcers and the National Federation of High School Sports. Uh, yeah, it's a mouthful. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if they mean anything, but I have both the certificates. So there's a book that they you know, they published, and it's called The Voice Above the Crowd. And there's a whole section of ethics in there. And the main part is you're not to take away from the game. You're not to really change the game. You're just there to call it as you see it. And I think The Voice Above the Crowd is perfect is – you know, you do play an integral part of it. You know, you have to, you know, remember to take your ego out of it, you know. But I just think it's the coolest thing in the world. Like people don't, like I said, I don't like being seen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's the, that's the big part for me. And so basketball, it's kind of weird because you're, they're a court level. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You're Everyone can front see stage you. stage, <laughs> <Yeah>. court <scoring laughs> table, <laughs> you're <laughs> right there. You yeah. screw up, all the eyes are right on you. So yep. that's takes some getting used to. But I think it's just fascinating that, you can be such a big part of the game, and no one knows how, who you are yeah. that's I think that's what I like the most about it,
2: yeah, what's been like your favorite one to like be it, like for, at least for like p a and stuff like what's like your favorite sport to do? So originally it was football
1: because it's kind of slower um you're outside, but then once I started doing basketball here, it really switched to basketball, yeah, you know, you're in an indoor environment, you can control your voice so much more. And I don't know. It's just you're all, you know, you're, you're tighter together. Yeah. Like You can yeah. uh, in-game promotions, you know, you can choose to say, you know, get loud and get rowdy, yeah. you know, <laughs> and people start jumping and going bananas. So that's pretty cool, you know. But I have to go basketball. Basketball is really
3: cool now. <laughs> yeah, I think that I think did I contribute to that a little bit? Yes. Yeah, I did yes, it. it. No, we, we've made some great moments for sure. But um, when it comes to uh, obviously now in survey and engineering, which it sounds like you're doing a great job there and a lot of great things. So kudos to you as well. But um, from the time you're in sports communication, just talk about what that was like and uh, getting a part of that, meeting a lot of the people and uh, being able to get an opportunity like this and be able to learn within it as well within your major.
1: Right. Um, so I did transfer out of sports communication, um, like I said, because I really wanted to focus on, you know, the management side of sports. Mm-hmm. I really like the facility side. And I was like, well, I like facilities. And I really boiled on to it was like, I, I like making shapes. <laughs> I like
0: painting fields. Yeah. I like painting
1: soccer fields. You know, I like setting up fields. I like building stuff. And I was like, oh. Well, I can actually do that. I can paint fields, you know, lay out stuff for a living, and you know, I like that. So, you know, I, I transferred over. I talked to Doctor A, and it's funny. I called her; I think it was on Thanksgiving break. I said, "I want to transfer to survey." She's like, "You might as well be an astronaut." <laughs> like, well, that's, that's what I want to do. She's like, "That's fine." Um, you know, and then every decision you make, it's good in the end. You know, um, my time in sports communication it was cool. You know, it was all, you know, entry-level communication courses, but you still use them every day. Mm-hmm. You know, interpersonal communications, comm 101, journalism. I forget what else I took, but you still use them. Yeah. Right? And that was, you know, and the connections I made, like my LinkedIn profile, it's hilarious. You know, I have everyone from the sports communication on one side and then everyone in my professional career from survey on, on the other side. You know, and they're still great to have. Um, I talk about connections. It's It's great, you know. You know, Wes just moved on to North Alabama. There's a connection down yep. there. Yep, shout-out to Wes. Yep, Wes Brennan. Um, You know, past people here, you know, people back home. Oh, he does PA here.
2: Okay, well, that's cool. So, Yeah, it's cool to kind of be like that. To be able to see, like, those avenues, especially you've seen, like, between the two groups of, like, how much there really is so much carryover in between, which is really cool. But, I mean, thinking back, especially with, like, PA and stuff like that, there's a lot of cool games that you've been a part of, especially, um, you know, with basketball, a lot of rivalry games, a lot of postseason games that you've called and stuff like that. You know, what's been the one that's kind of stuck out to you the most, like the one that's, like, the most memorable? Probably the most memorable one was the
1: guy's GV game last year mm-hmm. when mm-hmm. Veyas played his brother. Yes, that was dude. That was pretty slick. Love um, that game. That was a very great game. Um, I think we just had the best crowd turnout there. Yeah. It you was know, almost like completely packed on the Because, you know, game. the I don't want to say presence, but population number was slowly increasing towards the end of the year, and that was like right at the end of the year. Um uh, so that was really great. We had a lot of students there, you know, a lot of alumni there. Um, a lot of rivalry students there. So that was <laughs> that was pretty cool. And then always, you know, at the end of the softball season, you know, the alumni game, not the alumni game senior game yeah yeah that's always great because you get to <laughs> they give you giant scripts to say here read them and they're like eight pages long <laughs> oh boy but,
0: you, but, you have know, cliff notes uh, yeah. yeah please like, <laughs> can I like get a, a bullet yeah, yeah. We yeah. Cards we're, we guys, we're chopping trees down what are we doing <laughs> <Yeah. that?
1: laughs> well it's great you know they give them to me in PDF form and like I like all my scripts in a certain format you know 12 point font all caps you know indentations and, and <laughs> I edit them down and it comes out to eight pages I'm like oh boy oh boy oh boy um, but that's always really cool at the end of the season, you know, just to, again, not that you're a huge part of it, you know, not, I don't want to step on any toes, but I do feel like I am a part of it. And that really is cool, you know, just to send off the seniors before they leave.
3: So absolutely. Well, Nico, one more question for you. It's been a pleasure having you on the show as your time here at Fair State. We love to ask all the staff, the athletes, the coaches that we bring in on the show, this question, what has been your favorite thing about being a Fair State University and being a Bulldog. I have to say the opportunity.
1: Yeah. You know, I think it's one of our core values too. Um, This one after another, it's just been opportunity after opportunity after opportunity. You know, in the sports communication, it's been, you want to do PA? Sure. Okay. Opportunity there. You want to do this sport too? Okay, done. And then in the survey program, it's, do you want a job? Yeah. Okay. Here's five companies that want you. That's sick. That is sick. You know, that's part of why I did it too, but- um, there's just so much opportunity here. Like, if you want something, like the population here is small enough. If you want it badly enough, you'll get it. Yeah, mm-hmm. it, that's awesome. Like the podcast you guys run, you guys run it. It's it's yours. It's facts, you know. And then the torts that you guys write in, that's your paper. Facts. It's it's yours. It's only yours. And that's, I think that's just fascinating. Like you know, like you could go to a D1 school. You could be, I don't want to say. Well, I guess I do want to say you could be a. Small fish in a big pond, and you're not really a big fish in a small pond here, but it's you definitely got a fighting
2: chance here. Yeah, it's oh, a, yeah, it's, it's yeah. a lot more of like an intimate group, really. It is, yes.
3: yeah, 100%. I'm not
1: sure how it is in your comp classes, but in my classes, I'm like one of 12 students in each class. Mm-hmm. So if you have any questions, it's one on one, yeah. You know, and same thing with all the professors here, you know, it's there's not that many students for them to go through, so you just sit down, hey, I got a problem, what's your problem? We'll fix it,
3: all right, yeah. Can't
1: get much better than that.
2: Yeah, it's so cool, especially to see kind of just that overlap from every single, you know, major, every single kind of concentration that students have. That's always just a, a related thing. It's just like, Ferris gives opportunity for people. You just got to go out there and take it, which is really cool. But Nico, thank you so much for sharing your story of getting into PA and stuff like that. You know, if you are if you're out on a at a, uh, at a game and you see Nico, don't be afraid to go give him a shout or something like that. Tell him you heard him on He's the. He's the best, y'all. He's
1: the best around. Yeah, I smile absolutely. every now and again. <laughs> thank you guys for having me.
3: Big thanks to Nico LaGreca for hopping in the studio with us. Glad to hear that conversation. And Joe, really highlighting a lot of the stuff that goes behind the scenes in sports mm-hmm. that a lot of people just don't know a lot about and that are super cool.
2: Yeah, it's really cool for to bring that to light. And I mean, especially for us, we kind of know it a little bit, but not everybody knows what goes on during game days and stuff like that for Fair State Athletics. But we're going to hop into the Fair State Sports preview for the weekend. We're going to start with a big one. Football is back after the bye week. Going to be taking on the Waldorf University Vikings. Waldorf is an NAI school, but they are 4-0 so far. And I don't think they've scored less than 40 points this season. Uh, Coming off a big 42-17 win against Dakota State. And the week before that, 54-21 against Simpson College. So they're a high-powered offense. However, we do have the best defense in Division II by a long shot. Brandon, it's going to be a good game. Going to expect uh, maybe a shootout, but I'm expecting our defense to really step it up.
3: Our defense is elite, and I'm really looking forward to getting everybody back healthy again with this bye week. Obviously, maybe if you had a preference to have the bye week, a uh, little bit later in the season, but hey, then again, you're going to take the opportunity to get healthy while you have it, so uh, I'm really looking forward to seeing what we can do when we step out there with the ones back out there. Hopefully, everybody's back healthy and ready to go, uh, but obviously, I think we're going to have a lot of guys rotate in uh, with this being a bye week. You're going to have a lot of fresh bodies, So uh, and we know Coach Anise loves to put A lot of different units Mm -hmm. and a lot of different looks out there um, and on both sides, including with Coach Hodges as well um, for his defense. So I'm really looking forward to seeing uh, how we kind of script this game going off of two weeks uh, of prep for this Waldorf game. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think we're going to be really solid. We saw what we had with a bye week last year against... Uh, I should say both times against GV and we were able to put the hammer down. Um, So I'm, I really like our chances, but Waldorf is a solid team. They come in undefeated and they might give us a little bit more than we thought we could handle.
2: Yeah. Also they're the warriors. I apologize. They have a Viking helmet on their logo. It is confusing. Yeah. Uh, So, yeah. Waldorf Warriors. Keep in mind, but yeah, it's gonna be a good one. I think, especially coming out the bye week and it being homecoming, we just probably are gonna be, you know, just have a little bit of a light under light under us to really get going. I mean, we've been playing pretty soft. I mean, defense has just been locked down against the yeah. past couple of teams. I mean, uh, Central Washington was a playoff team. We held them to not a lot of points. Got a little. I mean, we we're a little bit soft on some parts, but I think when we really got in our groove, we really settled down, and that means holding Lenore Ryan to five points. I think we're gonna probably do that to Waldorf as well. Um, I'm expecting kind of a blowout on a, from our side. It's probably going to be a – I mean, it's an NAI school coming against D2. So, usually when the, uh team t- kind of tries to take the step up, it's always not the easiest thing. Um, but who knows? I mean, if we go into that thing and it's going to be a, a blowout, then we're not going to have the greatest of um, outcomes. So, no. we'll see how it is. But uh, don't expect – I'm pretty sure. Don't expect Malik uh, Mitchell to make the start. I think he uh, – Coach Denise is going to be smart, kind of let uh, Evan and Carson and stuff like that take over for for this game. Uh, it will be another kind of good uh, little, not a training wheels game, but just enough to be able to get them to have more confidence in the pocket and stuff like that. They did good against Lenore Ryan, but especially against this team, I think it's going to be pretty solid. And as well as you don't really want to rush Malik into a game too fast, especially coming off an injury like that. You want to be able to make sure that he can nurse it, especially for when um, we play Finley uh, next week.
3: Yeah, for sure. And I think you're going to see – Um, I think that we're going to be able to take this one for sure. Uh, Obviously, knock on wood um, in this homecoming game. Um, But I think we have a lot to look forward to in this game. I I would love to see us... Uh, get the ground game going, um, that's something that we definitely take pride in as a program. And especially from the quarterback position, I mean, Carson Golker was great. He had four and a half yards of carry last week, over 80 yards rushing and three touchdowns against Lenore Rhine. So uh, being able to get that going, but get the running backs involved too. Um, obviously, it's going to go by how the game plan is fit in. Um, but I mean, we got some really talented backs out there that could do really well um, with Zamir Knighton as well. Um, as Dorian. So I think we can have a good chance um, being able to get the ball moving on the ground a little bit. I like our chances how this offensive line has gotten a little bit better each week. And with the two weeks of prep right now, uh, I'm really liking our chances on our home field um, to get back to it and really play well. And for Waldorf, this is the second time that they've traveled um, so far this season. So, And that was back in uh, August 27th um mm-hmm. was that game so and that was their opener so that's been a while for them to get back on the road and to do it against the number one team in the nation they're going to be mm-hmm. up for the challenge for sure but uh as far as our offense if we can move the ball keep the tempo going keep the penalties down and if we can pass rush boy it might be a yeah. rough time for them because waldorf does throw the football i was gonna a lot.
2: say yeah they they're a heavy f- uh, throwing team out of mm-hmm. their 460 yards of total offense 370 of it was uh passing so I think they're gonna have a tough time especially stopping you know one Caleb Murphy you're gonna have a tough time stopping Kyron. you're gonna have a tough time stopping Jordan you're gonna (laughs) like bit as well like there's a lot of guys that they're gonna really have to step up for that I don't know if they're gonna be able to handle especially when it comes to the blitz and stuff like that and then you got Sydney who's gonna be a lockdown a lot of their uh, you know Sydney Alex and stuff like that who are gonna be a lockdown a lot of their uh, receivers so it's going to be interesting to see what they're able to do. I'm really excited to see, you know, if they're going to be able to put up uh put up a big challenge for us. Uh but I think it's going to be a solid especially facing we haven't really faced a very big passing team yet uh this season uh I mean especially against the It was pouring rain and then the week before that uh Central Washington was kind of more of a running defense, uh, or sorry, running offense. Uh, So it's going to be a little bit different, but I think it's going to be a good test, especially for this homecoming and coming off the bye week.
3: Yeah, for sure. It's going to be fun. A lot of festivities planned. 3 o'clock kickoff at Top Tagger Field. Uh, me and Joe will be there early for sure, uh, getting everything prepped and ready to go. A lot of great things planned for the game overall. Got to look at the script. It's going to be fun. Uh, a lot of cool things going on. So, And then there's a parade beforehand. If you're uh, in town, you can check that out. That'll probably be um, pretty cool to see around campus. So. Uh, it'll be fun. It, I think it's going to be a great game. Being back at home after it feels like so long, it's almost been a month since we've been back home, Joe. Mm-hmm. It's, it feels like forever since that uh, it's a while, man. Since that first game against Central Washington. But it's going to be super cool, and really looking forward to seeing us put together a really solid performance. Uh, I'll make a bold prediction for this game. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Olier, Oladipo gets two sacks in this game. I think they're going to be so heavy on Caleb. I think Oladipo is mm-hmm. going to have a heyday, and I think he's going to pick up two. Outs. I think.
2: Another hot take, him and Jordan are gonna have two sacks. Whoa, four I think, sacks. I think you could see I think you see uh you're definitely gonna see I think uh the defensive player of the week go to somebody from Ferris. I think it's just really who is it gonna be? Mm-hmm. So that's gonna be my prediction.
0: Okay.
3: Offensive prediction?
2: Uh I don't know. Maybe it'll be a who does Grand Valley play this week? Uh don't remember off the top of my head. Because if it's somebody that's are not super gonna... good, it's probably gonna be their fo- their quarterback.
3: Oh, Caden Peterson probably. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I would say for us, I would love to see I think, you know, yeah, a running back getting in the end zone. I think that's one I think that's my hot take cuz I actually believe if I remember correctly, we have not done that this year. That a running back has not gotten into the end zone this year, which is so kind far? of Yeah, which is isn't that crazy to think about?
2: Yeah, it is. Weird. I don't believe They I, play Wayne State, so uh ooh,
3: yeah. yeah, not great for So probably going to yeah, probably
2: going to have that go down.
3: But yeah, I don't believe no, we don't have a running back that's gotten in the end zone. The only non quarterback touchdown Dang. rushing was Marcus Taylor.
2: Damn, that's crazy. I
3: have a running back that's found in the end zone. I think a running back will find the end zone in this game and I think so. Oliar Oladipo gets two sacks. Smart. Smart. Could you imagine Murphy, Jordan Jones, and Oliarlo Depot give two sacks each in this game? That's crazy. You're gonna be like, man, these guys in the NBSP—they know what they're Get the, talking yeah. about. Yeah, man. exactly, man. And you're gonna it's, hit that subscribe button, the follow button, because you're like, I want the inside analysis on everything. It's nothing
2: to it. It's nothing to it, really. But Gliak, Gliak scoreboard. He was playing around the Gliak scoreboard. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so on Saturday, Saginaw is gonna be taking Saginaw Valley is gonna be taking on Michigan Tech at 1 p.m. up in H- Houghton. I always say Houghton or Houghton. Houghton, Houghton, H- whatever I'm it is. Houghton. Houghton. Yeah. Houghton. Sorry, yes. I have to like. Drill that in my mind.
3: The place up very, very north.
2: Saginaw Valley and Michigan Tech are going to be taking on each other in their first non-conference matchup. They'll meet up when it comes down to it uh, later on in the season. Uh, Post-University is going to be taking on Northern Michigan at 2 o'clock at Northern Michigan for their homecoming game. Uh, Northwood is going to be making a quick little... Return, I guess, to the Gliac to take on Davenport at two o'clock. And uh, Grand Valley State's going to be taking on Wayne State, like we said, at Lubbers Stadium. So it's going to be a good little weekend for sports. Can't wait. Or, sorry, right. in Detroit. I apologize.
3: Okay. There you go. You can find out all those scores on the Gliac scoreboard at Gliac.com, as well as all the information for our games. Very sick. Bulldogs.com. So going to be fun. Not only is football home, women's soccer is home this weekend, taking hey, oh. on that Wait. Is that correct? Purdue Northwest this weekend? Tomorrow? Yeah, Purdue Northwest yes. and Wisconsin Northwest. Parkside. Yes. Alumni Appreciation Day tomorrow. For sure. Going to be fun. If you're an alum, make your way over to the soccer field. Well, Four Thursday, o'clock start. It's
2: Thursday today while we record that. So yeah, so it would be tomorrow.
3: today. would be today. You're right, Joe. Thank you for pointing that out. I knew to make that episode uh, or mess up last episode too.
2: 3.07 p.m. Nine twenty-two, two thousand twenty-two. Today, yes. As we record this, yes,
3: it's a long process to get these episodes out, it really but is. we make sure to get them out early enough so you guys can listen to them before the epicness going on. So mm-hmm. you will be hearing this before the game, and you will get the preview. Uh, Purdue, Northwest, Wisconsin, Parkside. I mean, we're riding off. A big win against the Huskies, uh, especially at their place. Very long trip. Um, and I think this is really kind of where we can start making our mark a little bit. we got two big games. Uh, then we'll have Senior Day, Parents Weekend uh, on Sunday. I'll probably be there for that game against Parkside. I won't be there tomorrow. Joe probably will be there tomorrow in my place. i got to call a high school football game a little ways away. But going to be a really good game, I think, for this women's team. Um, we've had a little bit of bumps in the road so far in this season. Left a couple points on the board. Um, and I think that I, we can play with anybody anywhere, anytime we've proven that, and we just got to play it all for 90 minutes. That's really the biggest thing is we're now Mm -hmm. starting to get, uh, I mean, defensively, we've been very much improved since the start of the year. Uh, and we've definitely made strides offensively being able to score in the net. Um, but we just got to keep it going and just really keep on churning upward. Uh, and keep improving because those are the biggest things going through this season. Because now we're going to, like I said on uh, last show on Tuesday or Wednesday, uh, that we have done a great job of being able to throw um, different looks at these teams. But now we're going to have to throw new looks at them again because we're going to be playing them twice around the turn because we got Saginaw and Northwood, and then the whole GLIAC conference schedule gets flipped back. We're going to go round two against a lot of these teams now even at their place, so uh, it's gonna be fun. I'm looking forward to seeing it. I think our offense can, uh, like we said on Tuesdays, that we think we are offensively um, in advantage against these two teams. I think um, we faced a lot better defensive teams so far mm-hmm. uh, earlier this year, like Davenport, Grand Valley State, Ashland was a good one um, to face. But now we're starting to get against these teams that are a little bit more offensive heavy, um, and that leaves us opportunities or opportunities to score. Getting so excited because I think they're gonna do so well this weekend, mm-hmm. and I think we're going to now. A lot of goals, at least we hope.
2: A lot of goals. Purdue Northwest is coming into this game uh, winless so far and off a fresh little 8-0 loss to Grand Valley, so Oof. maybe they're ready to go. Who knows? <laughs> I mean, it's not the Wake greatest up looks for... They've only scored two goals so far against GLIAC opponents, so they've been outscored what is that? Six, eight, sixteen to two so far in four games. So you can definitely tell that maybe some offense is going to be scoring uh, on Friday for the Bulldogs, and then Wisconsin Parkside as well has kind of the lower part of the GLIAC standings. Uh, they are uh, they're one and three so far in the GLIAC, and they haven't really been playing super great, especially on the defensive side. Um, but against GLIAC opponents, they've only beat Michigan Tech. So yeah, they, they do. Davenport, they do have Valley, I think
3: Northern. the uh, the leading goaltender. Uh, in the Gliac saves-wise, but they've well, yeah, also I mean, given up the most had, shots
2: against, right? So, I mean, in four games, she's had 19 shots on goal that she's had to face. Yes, exactly. Or at least, well, she's let in 19, but, I mean, so, yeah, if, if you go by that much, I mean, I'm guessing there's been a lot more that she's had to save.
3: Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. So don't let that fool you.
2: You can um, definitely say that there's going to be a lot of goals and a lot of shots on net. Yes, a likely, lot of shots
3: on net. That. And that's really what we've needed. Like, we've we're, we've really played well defensively. Start a little bit with that. There's a couple times where we've just given up a couple, like especially the the Davenport game and the, um, especially at the, um, uh, in the Ashland game where we were playing very well, we just couldn't just couldn't get it to the net, attacking third, attacking third, attacking third, and that's what we saw a lot of great success with previous years' teams that led us to a lot of conference championships. So we have got to make sure we put the pedal down, we get a really good game plan going in the offensive third. I trust Coach Henson's going to do that. And I think we're going to really find a spark and be able to put a a lot in the net this weekend. And I think we're going to get back on track here and face uh, some good Saginaw and Northwood clubs and then go to the second round and start getting some doubles on doubles on doubles and points on points on points and Mm -hmm. standings start climbing just a little bit. Get it going. Because right
2: now, Northern's kind of killing it right now. They're only 7-1. They look very good. Looking pretty scary, if you ask me. And then Grand Valley, Davenport, Ferris, Saginaw, Michigan Tech, Parkside, and Purdue Northwest, respectively.
3: Yeah, for sure. I think that um, Northern in... Grand Valley are due to face off against each other. If
2: I'm not I mean, mistaken, let me do a quick little check of the schedule within here
3: within the next couple weeks. Um, they take
2: on. Oh, one second. Um, for the mm,
3: ladies, I guess the ladies' mm, soccer. Yes. They scoreboard. actually take.
2: They take each other on tomorrow.
3: Yes, there it is. So that's a big, big game. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as conference standings is concerned. Um, so we'll certainly be following along gonna, with that
2: game. GV's probably going to take that one, seeing that it's at GV. Yeah, it's hard um, to play.
3: Uh, it's hard to play out there. Yeah, and GB's kind of, sure. I mean has got a sick
2: field. I'm not even gonna lie. Oh,
3: they yeah. Have, they got sick. They got field. good facilities for sure. Uh, Michigan Tech will also take on Davenport. That might be actually a pretty good game over That's there in Caledonia. Tool. And then Parkside faces off against Saginaw before traveling to face us on Sunday. Uh and then Tech plays Grand Valley, um Purdue Northwest Saginaw, Parkside against us, and then Northern will finish up against Davenport mm-hmm. to wrap up the weekend. So there you go. Gliak women's soccer scoreboard. Um, just for all of those fans out there that want to know who they're playing.
2: There you go. There it is.
3: There it is. Who there is? it is. So Volleyball time. Volleyball time indeed, Joe. A lot on deck this weekend. I'm gonna be on the
2: road, not too far away. Last little road stand before a quick little stop back at home next week.
3: Yeah, so gonna be traveling to
2: Davenport today,
3: technically. They're um, on their way right now. Most likely. Most likely, yep. So going to Caledonia to face the Panthers. Seven o'clock will be the start. Um, for this one. So uh, I'm looking forward to seeing us keep it rolling here. I mean, we've done really keep well the offensively. Train yeah, keep the train rolling. Excuse I think, me. I think we've used that title in an episode before, but it reigns true with a lot uh, of what this team has done so far. We've improved each and every game, um, offensively and defensively, just mm-hmm. cleaning up the details, no errors, um, and good setups. And this team's on their way. We've been doing a great job of getting service aces. We've done a great job uh, of really stopping a lot of opposing attacks, especially up front. Um, so I think we're going to be in good shape there, and uh, I mean, Davenport and Saginaw uh, are two gettable games for sure on the road. Especially taking out uh, some tough teams up north over the last weekend, getting that rejuvenation, getting that rest, and getting a week's worth of game plan. Obviously, talking to Kaelin Matt on the last episode, you can check that that interview out in the feed below. Um, and they're they're just ready to go. That it was cra- It's just crazy to me how locked in that team is. Twenty-four-seven, and it's incredible, and that's why they've been so successful for so many years. So, uh, it's definitely going to be fun to see them succeed. Uh, hopefully, this weekend, and I think they're going to keep it rolling uh, and just keep this road road. Um, I, w- I can't say the word. You know what I'm going to say, Joe, but I'm not going to say it because, of course, that's not the that's not the way they operate. Don't right? Do it. I'm not going to say Don't it. No, do it. no, it's one game at a time. We're going to beat, yeah. and then we're going to beat. And then we're going to say it. this:
2: Fair State right now, five zero in the GLIAC. Uh and the two teams that we gotta be playing, they're a little bit middle of the road. Saginaw Valley's four and one, Ports three and two. Right. So two very solid teams. Gettable games. Uh especially on the road. They're gonna be tough games, but I think we're gonna be doing pretty solid. Uh but yeah, I don't really want to say anything about the S nope, word Nope,
3: nope. We uh, don't mention that word in don't, this. Don't Don't you mention know. that word about volleyball. Nope, nope, nope. One game at a time, one set at a time, just one no. play at a time. That's all you gotta good,
2: do. Just gonna be a good one. It's gonna be a good one Dude, for sure. Next week's gonna be cool. Yeah. Next week's going to be good games. i do stats.
3: Yes, Joe's going to be doing stats. Uh, I wish I'd be there. Uh, I'll be, unfortunately, on a bus to Kentucky next weekend. But uh, we'll cover all that cross-country stuff out next week as well. Um, but Davenport's got uh, some talented players as well. I think it's Haley Krieger is second in the league in kills right now. Um, so, And I think uh, Thompson for Saginaw Valley is also up on that list. So they do have some offensive firepower, but uh, I think defensively uh, we show we can compete with anybody in the CLIAC, and I think we have the most all-around mm. best team in the Gleac, and I think we can take care of
2: mm. business. We did have a clean sweep of a clean little sweep of – I hope so. players of the week.
3: Yeah, we did last week. That was cool. Nowicki, Byla, and Matt. Um, and uh, I think hopefully we can get some more on that list every week and just Pretty keep sure. showing how good this team really is. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yep, Friday night, 7 o'clock at Davenport, followed up Saturday um, against Saginaw Valley. Um, and that will wrap up the weekend for volleyball. No triple header this time, Joe. Check. Apparently, they might have listened to the episode. Huge. The Gliac Scheduling Crew. Um, they decided, you know, that is kind of dumb. So, uh, only two games this weekend for the ladies, and we wish them, them the best of luck. But finally, wrapping up the Fair State Sports Report, women's golf is at home. This weekend. Did you hear this, Joe? They're at Khaki for the Bulldog Fall Invitational. So you can go out to Khaki, watch the women's golf team perform very well Mm -hmm. uh, on their home course, as well as tennis will be traveling to Allendale for the ITA Midwest Regional Championships. Saw a lot of good things from the men uh, and looking forward to seeing the women follow suit. Um, and I think also women's golf goes to Allendale as well, like later on after the tournament uh, at home this weekend, like on Monday and stuff like that. Yeah. So very interesting on that schedule, but we wish them the best of luck. And um, that's going to be pretty much about it as far as scheduled sporting events go. Mm-hmm. Um, one light, final thing before we go, I want to say uh, thanks to uh, the Janes family. Uh, we heard that Coach James was announced her resignation from the soccer, her uh, soccer, phew, geez louise, softball. softball. Program and we thank them for all the time that they've devoted over the last couple years. Uh, they're taking the opportunity going to go into Cincinnati, Ohio, from what I've heard. um So we wish them the best of luck on the travels. Beautiful and, uh, town, Cincinnati.
2: Yeah, I've driven through there a couple times. Yeah, I heard a lot of Bengals fans there. It would make well, sense. Yeah, because they're in Cincinnati. So
3: thanks for pointing that out, Joe. <laughs> it's right on the river. Did you know that? No, I didn't, I didn't know, know that actually. Yeah, Cincinnati skyline chili. You know what I'm talking about? Hmm. Mm, That sounds really good right now. I only had lunch an hour ago, and I'm still hungry. Uh, But thank you to them uh, and all that they've done for the program. Uh, Coach K will be taking over for this upcoming year, most likely, and we wish them the best of luck as uh, softball certainly has a lot of talent this year and we look forward to seeing what they can do Mm -hmm. um, as they wrap up the fall season. But uh, that's going to do it for the Ferris State Sports Report. When we come back, me and Joe got some college and NFL picks to make, and trust me, there's going to be ones you don't agree with. Stay tuned.
2: College football now for us boys here in the MVSP, Big Ten starting up. Some conference play. Some of them aren't. Some of them are. But overall, college football conference play is starting up. So we're going to kind of focus a little bit on the Big Ten, seeing that's kind of more close to home. Brandon, there's some pretty good games. Not too many that I don't think are going to be like upsets or anything like that. But I still think some good games are going to be going on. I think Minnesota is going to be taking on Michigan State and East Lansing. That one's going to be a good game. Rutgers is looking better than usual. I think they could disrupt a little bit of stuff going on in Iowa as well. And, you dude, Wisconsin versus Ohio State is going to be the talk of the town, I think, so far uh, for Big Ten-wise. But, Brandon, it's going to be a pretty solid look around for uh, Big Ten football. What do you think?
3: Yeah, I think it's going to be fun for sure. And it actually starts out, technically, yesterday when this episode comes out because Illinois playing Chattanooga um, in Champaign was a the Thursday night game of the week. Uh, to start out for them. But, yeah, Saturday's going to be fun. I mean, Michigan is going to be taking on Maryland to start it all off at noon, uh, and I think Michigan's going to roll in that one for sure. Uh, Tua's little brother, uh, Talia Tagovailoa, has played very well, though, for Maryland. So, obviously going to be looking to see what they do offensively. They like to throw the football, and, and they like to use their skill positions all the time and all the time and all the time. So, there's certainly going to be a lot on display for them. Um, but Michigan is riding a lot of great things going right now with JJ um, Blake Corum with five TD performance. That defense looks so good. Uh, I'm really looking forward to seeing them roll. I think the lines right now put at 17. Um, I could see definitely higher, but I'm not going to predict that because usually when I do that, it goes bad. Whenever I take the or I take the heavy favorite, but I think Michigan can roll this one by three scores. I mean, Maryland has looked better than years past, so I will not be surprised if it is closer than that. Um, but at Ann Arbor, I'm going to like the Wolverines, and I think we're going to say go blue a long time in this one.
2: Yeah, for sure. I'm excited for that game, especially seeing that. It's going to be a good little test for uh, the Michigan defense, I think, seeing yes, that tall years. And, you know, Mir is his brother, Tua, in a lot of in a lot of ways, and um. I haven't really been seeing too much at Maryland, anyways, but I know that their receiving core is like pretty good. I think I could be wrong. Solid, yeah. I could be, you know, pulling that out of thin air or whatever. But I think it's gonna be a good test, especially seeing that you know defense is really picking up past these last couple of games. But you know, it was UConn, Colorado State, and Hawaii teams that did not really have too good of an offensive line. And for this team, you know, we're gonna really have a good scrambling quarterback if the pocket does collapse. Talia's got that uh, movement under uh, under him and. Especially, that's going to be a good uh, good little test for the defense. But I'm more excited to see what JJ McCarthy is going to do. He does have the highest QBR uh out of all the Power Five quarterbacks uh, from what I've seen. So it's going to be a good game, especially seeing that he's going to get to start uh from basically the foreseeable future. Um, but it's going to be a good one, especially seeing that you know I'm looking for a breakout game out of JJ. Um, you know, going to see some uh from Ronnie Bell. See, so see a little bit of rushing and stuff like that. It's going to be a good all around one, especially being in Arbor. It's a big noon kickoff, but. Dude, why here's the thing why is there never like night games at Ann Arbor? Why is it always like oh, noon and three o'clock?
3: I would love to attend a night game at the big house, that'd be sick. I've attended a couple uh day games, but not night games. Like, you remember yeah. the Washington game when we hosted at home? My oh, gracious, I wish I was there. Uh, need more night games at the big house, that's all we need to know. But anyway, also at noon. CMU Central Michigan our neighbors over Mount Pleasant they're going to be traveling to University Park to good old Beaver Stadium take on the Nittany Lions of Penn State ranked 14th. I think Penn State's going to probably win this one. Uh, I think CMU's showing a lot of promise though. Um, mm-hmm. So far this year, uh, I think that offensively they've done a great job. They really did a great job hanging points on Oklahoma State in that week one game. Um, defensively, got to work on some stuff, and that might be where they struggled trying to get uh, guys like Noah Singletary on the gr- or Singleton excuse me, on the ground. Uh, I think they might struggle with that. I think Penn State's going to win this one. I think it might be surprisingly closer, though. Coach McElwain's crew. Uh, always seems to play well uh, yeah. in those bigger games. So I'm going to take N- the Nittany Lions. I think the Lions right now at 28, I could see probably 21 24. Yeah. It's, that I'd score, say- excuse me, they win by 21 or 24. Yeah. At, yeah I yeah, would say yeah.
2: 17 to 24, somewhere in there. But yeah, a lot sure.
3: closer than 28, the line is at, uh, right? But the lines have just been ridiculous lately. Yeah, so they've so I'm been playing
2: real solid. And, I mean, Central Michigan, when you look at their schedule so far, they've opened the season against uh, Oklahoma State, couldn't get the upset down in there, 44-58. Uh, to 58. Their offense looks to be pretty solid, especially with scoring. But when they've played teams like South Alabama, Bucknell and stuff, they've, uh, I mean, at least with Bucknell they've played pretty well, but with South Alabama they didn't play really solid, only scoring 24 points and losing that game. And Penn State is pretty scary, especially when it comes to playing at University Park because, you know, that place is just loud. Rocking, white just, out, for sure. It'll just get loud, like, everything with that going on. But uh, you could see an upset, maybe. Ooh. But, I don't know, CMU Sneaky. just kind of seeing what they have not really been good, I don't know, like, ever. So, when's the last time they were, like, actually, like, top of their, what is, were they in the MAC?
3: Mm-hmm.
2: When was the last time they won that? oh
3: football. years and years ago
2: yeah i want to say yeah and penn state more is recent state. than
3: i thought it was but i think it's still been a little ways but google search shall we? yeah but still they have been a good team uh, they got close a year or two ago like they were either second or third i want to say um but i i mean they've been in contention like year after year for sure um for the most part obviously when they started going downhill and they made the coaching change is a little different but uh, I think you still see a lot of fun things out of this game. I think you're going to see a lot of big plays. Um, these two teams have a lot of playmakers, so uh, I think it's going to be pretty fun. I want to say, uh, what was the year that it was?
2: I'm trying to look. Still, it's, it's being hot. It's going to be a hot sec. Okay, I'll keep stalling. They, anyway, last time they won, it was in 2009. Ah, that sounds so that sounds
3: right. I knew it was in the 2000s, but nice
2: and easy. 13 years since they last won it. Yikes, yeah. But they got close, I want to say. They almost won in 2019. Yes, that is the year I think I remember.
3: Yeah, 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 that's right. Because I think it came down to one of those late games when they played Miami. Mm -hmm. Um, And that definitely would have been a huge, huge win for that program. But anyway, looking forward to seeing that game. Minnesota and Michigan State facing off at Sparty Stadium in East Lansing. Get this, Joe. The Golden Gophers, the favorites. Really? On the road to beat me, formerly number 11-slash-14th-ranked Spartans. Whoa. Honestly,
2: I see it. Because they went in and played... Here's the thing. They went in and played Washington, who was unranked. Yeah. And I mean, they had Michael Penix. But, like, they didn't play very well. Nah. Like, they played kind of garbage. So, it kind of makes sense. However... I think when you're talking about East Lansing and stuff like that, just the effect that that has on that team, like I feel like you can't really do that, especially seeing that like Michigan State is probably just gonna step it up there. But man, I don't know who he, does Minnesota even have. I've even looked at um they have a nice, a uh, really good running
3: back, Ibrahim. Have you seen him? He's been really good, Mohamed Ibrahim. Well, then like.
2: They have a good rushing defense, that's the thing like panic just, just threw all over them. That's all they had to do
3: yeah they they were just really could not keep up with that tempo. They looked almost yeah. more tired. I think think I think, if, say. I think if Minas- of, they, yeah. they were out of position, so I many think if times. Minnesota
2: just kind of steps that up and like just gets the tempo going early and just like just you know barreling down just right down your throat and just don't give them any time to breathe, then I think that's what's gonna put uh Michigan State on their heels a little bit, but. Still, I don't know. I don't think you can really say Like, especially really anywhere in the Big Ten, when it's a home game, you can't really predict the upset for the road team unless it's like a Michigan or Ohio State or something like that or like a Penn State. Yeah,
3: which even normally is hard to do enough.
2: Yeah, which is hard to do anyways. But it's like, because you think about it. I mean, last year, Purdue wasn't super great. Hosted Michigan State when they were, what, fifth, fourth? Big upset. I mean, Ohio State came to the big house. They lost, and they were slated to win that one. They lost huge. And, like, every time in the Big Ten, most of the time, you're not going to get a chance. Most of the time, even if it's a lower-ranked team or a high-ranked team, there's not really going to be a whole lot of upsets on the road.
3: Yeah, that is true. Uh, Some other games here in the Big Ten. Indiana uh, will be traveling to Cincinnati, Ohio. Uh, to take on the Bearcats. I think Cincinnati was in prime position for that one. Indiana's going to put up a pretty good fight, though, at Mm -hmm. 3-0 on the season. Some of the teams obviously weren't as talented that they beat, but they're still... A pretty solid program, and they think they got a lot of good things going. They're not half bad. Yeah, they're not half bad. So I still like the Bearcats in this one, um, in that not or because they're gonna. I think Cincinnati's still not gonna be. I mean, obviously they lost Ritter, they lost Sauce, they lost mm. a lot of their firepower from last year. I don't think they're gonna drop as far as people think they are. I think they're still gonna be a good team, but I think they're gonna win this one, um, as well. Iowa and Rutgers gonna be an interesting game. Mm. Iowa favored by a touchdown. Um, in New Jersey, uh, but Joe, your boy Spencer Petrus right now hasn't played the best so far this season. I believe yeah, his, that's true. his total season stats, 37 of 77, 376 and a touchdown. Uh, but obviously that team uh, likes to be very, very patient. They like to be gritty, physical, slow game. Um, so that's understandable but uh, I mean offensively they got to play better because uh, last week was no excuse they, they really need to buckle up and get her moving again mm-hmm. uh, after losing that game to Ohio State they played much better against Nevada or I should say two weeks ago against Iowa State the game I was referencing um, but still against South Dakota State they only scored seven uh, and then Iowa State seven uh, they got it again against uh, Nevada now they got to do it at Rutgers and then they got to let her roll because they're going to be facing all Michigan uh, yeah. coming up soon and they're gonna need offense to beat that team. I can promise you that.
2: Yeah. Um Iowa right now, I could honestly see Rutgers pulling off the I mean upset in quote in quotation marks because like these two teams aren't really good, I'd say. Iowa especially has just been kind of like a dumpster fire so far, uh and very like disappointing seeing that like they couldn't they couldn't score a touchdown against the FBS team. They are sorry an FCS team, I apologize. And then they couldn't even beat Iowa State, who is a good team but like Still, you should be able to at least put a more than one touchdown on him. But when you look at that, I was one and one right now. Rutgers is what, sixth in the Big Ten East? Something like that. I think they're S- last, but they're still much. one in, or two and one. No, Eight. three and oh. Look at that. Yeah. Yeah, three and oh. They haven't played the easy the best teams or anything like that, but they won against Boston College in a little bit of a thriller. They rolled Wagner, who I'm pretty sure in is an FCS team. <laughs> probably. I've never even heard of Wagner, yeah, to be honest. Neither with have you. I. And then they barely beat Temple 16 to 14, which is not the greatest looks, but obviously, especially coming for this game, they got to kind of come up pretty well because they got Rutgers coming up. Or sorry, they got Ohio State coming up after. So hopefully they can probably get a win here. I'm going to go Rutgers because Iowa has just not been playing very solidly, especially these past couple of weeks. They just have not been that classic I would, a team that we've seen. But Rutgers, I think, is going to come out with something.
3: Yeah, this should be interesting. Uh, final couple games, Purdue hosts Florida Atlantic, although the Boymakers haven't started as well. Um, they're big favorites in this game for a reason. I think they're going to win um, and West Lafayette. Uh, Miami of Ohio is taking on Northwestern at Ryan Field. Uh, I might like the... I might actually pick Miami in this game, believe it or not. They have yeah. had a little bit of a rough start, uh, I mean, but they've played really good teams to start the year. Kentucky, who was ranked, and then the Cincinnati Bearcats. So, I think that they have that grittiness to go in and beat uh, Northwestern on the road, um, but it'll be really on what Northwestern plays. And then obviously the last game, um, Ohio State against Wisconsin. Just for my rant earlier last week, I want to take the Badgers by seven touchdowns uh, in this one to (laughs) beat the ever-so-enthusiastic and unreasonable Badgers fans.
2: Yeah, I, don't, I think Ohio State is probably gonna win that one.
3: Yeah, I think so. Yeah, where's
2: uh, where's College Game Day at this week? Hmm?
3: I haven't heard that actually yet. We might have to take a look at that. But I think there's a lot of good. No, it's you know, is where it's coming. It's coming to Big Rapids, for yeah, the in a Grand few, Valley. A few game. weeks, but we I'm need talking about to, this week. We need to start this trend, ladies and gentlemen. We need to bring College Game Day to potentially the number one, number two showdown of Ferris State, Grand Valley State, Anchor Bone at Top. ten. are gonna tagger. be in
2: Knoxville this uh. Knoxville this week. Oh, Tennessee, Florida. Duh. Yeah, yeah that makes Florida. sense. That's, That's going to be yeah, a good game. You got to tweet it out. Tweet out to college game. They get that trending because that will be sick. Let's get it
3: rolling. Let's get it rolling. But anyway, wrap up the show. We got some pick predictions, Joe, to make for NFL, the NFL. baby. So we're going to get out the old notepad uh, and count them up right now. I think, Joe, if I remember, I might have got last week. You're going to have to double-check me, though. Uh, on a couple of those games, so Mm -hmm. uh, we'll get the tallies for you momentarily um, for our production team, a.k.a. Joe, once he finds his pencil. Um, But It was on the
2: floor.
0: Yeah,
3: we we got it. Um, But it's going to be some good games in this one for sure, Um, especially to start week three, and obviously we'll pick the Thursday night game, um, even though it is going to be released on Friday, but you can promise with the timestamp of 3.34 p.m. of September 22nd, 2022 right now. That And plus, probably one of us will probably pick the loser. So, why would we pick the loser after the game already happens? That would be kind of silly, Joe. would you think?
2: Yeah, that's true. But I'm going through right now. So, yeah, we're, we're looking sort of good right now, I guess. Not the best, but not the worst.
3: Not the best. And uh, the reason is because the Colts just stink. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's really what it that's is. True. Uh, maybe they'll get it together against the Chiefs this week. I don't know. So, uh, we'll get to that game here in a minute. But the first game on deck... Thursday night football, we'll go through these quickly here, uh, about a minute, minute and a half each. Uh, Steelers going to be traveling to Cleveland to face the Browns. The Browns obviously choking out of last game um, against the Jets in crazy fashion. Um, But I think they get it done this week against the Steelers. I'm going to go with the Browns in this one. Uh, Believe it or not, uh, they're 0-2 in their last games uh, against Pittsburgh, including the 2021 late October game they lost in heartbreaking fashion. Um, But I think they get it done, though. I think that the offense right now uh, has been moving pretty well so far, even though Jacoby Brissett was a question mark going into the season. uh, The Steelers haven't been playing the greatest, to be honest. So I'm going to take Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt in that running game, uh, and I think the Steelers, they need to get guys healthy. And, frankly, Trubisky... Playing worse 100% than Jacoby yeah. Brissett right now.
2: I was going to say that as well. I mean, Steelers, when they don't have um, the – or their defense is definitely getting depleted a little bit, uh, which is not the greatest look for them. Um, but, you know, especially with just the, how the Browns' offense is kind of set up a little bit, I think that they're going to not run away with it, but take this one uh, probably pretty handily, probably by like a touchdown or two, maybe a touchdown and a field goal. You know, it's not going to be it's going to be crazy out of reach, but it's going to be somewhere it's still going to be a little bit of a um, – we like a little wrench in the system, if you know what I mean.
3: Yeah, for sure. So, uh, you're going to pick the Browns as well, then? Yeah, I'd say so. Okay, so we got Browns picks. Oh, scores, of course. Uh, I'm going to go low-scoring game. This is going to be low, 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 low. Uh, all defense, 21-17 makes the most sense. Yeah, it's bland, but whatever. 10-17 is what I'm saying. Okay, 17-10. There you go. That's even lower. Uh, anyway, Sunday, Chiefs at Colts. And I'll tell you what, Joe... I'm sticking away from the horseshoe for now. They don't look good, and the other team, on the other hand, that's traveling there is looking very good in Kansas City. Uh, I think the Chiefs are going to roll in this one. Uh, As much as they would be a great comeback story uh, for the Colts, their offense has been so staggeringly bad so far, and that's what is really frightening me uh, with this team. Um, so until I see otherwise, I'm going to go with the Chiefs. But don't be surprised if something crazy happens and you pull the cat out of the hat uh, and that somehow maybe Indianapolis wins this one. Um, but they need to really get uh, Michael Pittman back mm-hmm. ASAP. We talked about still, that on the yeah, It's still, it's still
2: questionable if he's going to be back. And I, I honestly, I wouldn't even rush him because if you're going to play the Chiefs, like you really don't have too much of a chance to win it, even if you do have Michael Pittman because they just have the firepower. But Chiefs will probably roll this one. You know, twenty-seven to ten. I'd say is 27 probably what it's probably it's gonna be. Okay, I'm but gonna, the picks are in. Yes, the picks are for. in. If you want to toss on your score real quick for this Chiefs Colts game?
3: Yes, thirty-one to twenty-one, yeah,
2: Chiefs. Solid ten. Solid ten. All right, NFL picks for week two. I went eight for sixteen. Brandon. Oh boy, you went. Ten for sixteen. Yeah, so I, I won. It's one, one one. We it's go one to one on the weekend one picks, which one. is pretty sick. Okay, okay. Uh, Brandon with the winner there. That one was a little bit tough for me, but hey, there's a lot of games where I thought it was going to be chalk, but then it wasn't. Teams kind of came up out of nowhere. I wasn't expecting the Bucks to win. I wasn't expecting the Patriots to win for sure, but you know it's going to be something else, especially for this upcoming week. But so far, for our week picks or for our peak week three picks, we've been looking pretty good.
3: There we go. Uh, anyway, week uh, back to week three, Texans and the Bears, Joe. You want honors in this one?
2: Um, ooh, this one's tough. Actually, <laughs> I was about to say I'll probably go Bears with this one, seeing that I think I don't know where's it at. Is that Texans? That's Soldier that, Field. That's Soldier Field. Okay. Yep. Well, the Soldier Field fans probably hate Justin Fields right now. Not <laughs> lie. Um, but I'd say they're probably going to win that one. Uh, it's if, if unless it's unless it's a monsoon, then probably. Texas have no chance to win that but it's going to be close I'd say it's probably going to be like a 21 to 17 type game okay. where it's going to be about one score or something like that but yeah, I'd say probably Bears in this one. Just because Texans, they weren't looking super great. Yeah, they beat the Colts, but still, you're coming off of that. You're playing a little bit better of a Bears team Uh, that's you know not as depleted as the Colts were at the time who weren't really in so much of a scramble. Uh, so I think that the Bears are going to take this one.
3: Okay, I did say I was crazy, and here's where it comes. I'm going with the Houston Texans in this game, believe it or not, to get their first win against NFC opponents. In their last six games, they're 0 for six, Joe, and they've been out playing awful in the fourth quarter uh, in those games. But this is a problem for this Chicago offense. They have a lot of talent, and on talent on paper, this team is way better than Houston. The problem is getting them the ball has been hard. Justin Fields has been the quarterback, the leading quarterback in the league for highest percent of passes that are off target this year, 28.6 percent, mm. which is higher than Trey Lance. Cooper Rush, and Baker Mayfield, who are all at or below 25. So I think right now until that problem gets fixed and they throw the football more efficiently, I think David Montgomery might get stuffed a little bit against that Texans front. Uh, Damian Pierce could run over Chicago's D-line. Uh, I think they're going to win a close one. I'm going go to go 17-16 to in an absolute nail-biter that the Texans will take down the Bears at Soldier Field. So there Sick. you go. What a game. That's going to be. Next game on deck, we got, ooh, this is a doozy, actually. This might be very interesting. Saints at Panthers. Might not be the game of the week, but both teams look so interesting. Middle of the road. (laughs) Yeah, middle of the road. It might go either way in this
2: one. This one is something else. I'd say Saints are probably, I mean, Jameis is probably going to have a game where he pops off or where he just plays terrible and that's kind of probably Baker's, <laughs> Baker's going to have the same thing. So I'm it's right. really just whose quarterback is going to show it to play. Or if we're just going to have an offensive shootout, something like that. But I have a feeling Baker's not going to play too well. Uh, Saints are going to be kind of picking up a little bit. Jameis is still going to throw probably two interceptions, but he's probably going to have three touchdowns this week. So I'm going to go Saints 27-20. to
3: Okay, there you go. Uh, I really want – I think this could be um, a Panthers game. That could be very sneaky one. Like, this is a game the Panthers, it seems like, have no business in being in. Um, But they've lost nine in a row. They're probably going to make it ten against a really tough defense. And until they start figuring out their offensive uh, firepower's, Uh, And strengths, because they've been really kind of all over the place so far. Get the ball to Christian McCaffrey, for goodness sakes, please, Uh, more and more often. Um, But I think this defensive line for the Saints might really give them the absolute fit. So I'm going to go with the Saints as well, Joe. And uh, yes, and I'm going to go 27 to 14. Saints win, win, lead the most of the game and win. Uh, against the Carolina Panthers. But uh sure.
2: next game, Raiders at
3: Titans Joe. This is a tough one.
2: Yes and no. I'm probably going to go Raiders. Titans are kind of in a situation where Derrick Henry's not playing as well He's, he has been from last year. Um and Ryan Tannehill is kind of a bum, not going to lie. So, <laughs> so Devonte Adams and uh Derek Carr, they're just going to have Keep on connecting. Darren Waller was had 17 points of fantasy last week. He's probably going to keep that rolling. Um, and I just don't think the Titans defense is going to be able to pick that up. And the offense for the Titans isn't going to be able to replicate what the Raiders have, I don't think. So it's going to be Raiders 25-14. 20,
3: 25-14. Here's the thing. I had the utter faithfulness in the Vegas Raiders that I went out of my way to pick them as an upset for week one. Mm-hmm. Went out of my way again in week two, and they blew it to Arizona. Not going to do it this week. So should I? why would I do it for the third time in a row and just end up being disappointed again? It's just not going to be good for my self-esteem. However, this is Tennessee we're talking about. This team (laughs) can't figure out anything so far offensively.
2: They're so inconsistent. Yeah, and
3: I think the Raiders are due for a win. They're too good of a team to start owing three, Joe. They're too good of a team... Canary, if you're out there listening, I have faith in you one more time, brother. But I promise you, if they lose this game, it's gone no more. I'm going against the Raiders the next 14 games of the year. But give me the Raiders. I know the score predictions are like way out there, like two scores. Eh, maybe not so much. Here's what I'll tell you. Raiders 28, Titans 21. One score.
2: Sick. Cool. Doubling up on that one too.
3: Doubling up. Oh, we're gonna make sure we make that not, <laughs> not happen. The, not the case for this five, one. Yeah. Oh, maybe not this game though. Bengals traveling to New York to face the Jets. Bengals are two and zero at losing games so far this season. I see what I did there. Huh? Um, against the Jets team that just figured out how to win a football game with a point zero 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 one win percentage. So, hey. uh, I don't know. This one might be tough in this one. Um, but I think I'm gonna go with. I don't actually know. I actually don't know. Joe, do you have a, a concrete pick here?
2: Uh, I'm gonna go Jets. Okay, gonna they're gonna st- upset a little bit. You know? All right, yeah. That- uh, you know, you got Garrett Wilson. You got Joe Flacco, who's coming off a pretty good game. Um, and you got Sauce Gardner, who's gonna lock up uh Jamar Chase or T Higgins. One of the two. So I think with those two, and you're kind of forced to throw to one for Joe Burrow. It's not gonna be the best thing. Um, even though you know those are two very good uh, receivers. I'm going to go Jets. I'm probably going to regret it, but I'm going to go Jets. Low scoring, actually. Uh, 14 to 10.
3: Okay, there you go. I like this. Good radio. So I'm going to go with Cincinnati in this one. I think this is going to be a better game than people think. Uh, this Bengals team, defensively, um, hasn't played. They've played good. Uh, but, frankly, we just need to get Joe Burrow more time. And I think this offensive line is due for the a game. So the Jets overall... Not a great pass rush. They got a couple guys there, uh, Quinn and Williams, Quan Alexander, that can mix it up a little bit. But I, I think this this Bengals team just needs a breakout game. This is a Super Bowl they team from a year ago. Really they got to figure know. it out one of these times, right? Just got to happen. Uh, 2017, Bengals beat the Jets at MetLife. Ah, that's that's right. going to be tough. So, mm. uh, Next game, pff, arguably game of the week. I, honestly, they need to flex this a Sunday night. I don't care what the, the Giants rankings. and Cowboys have done. We need to make the Bills and Dolphins. The Monday Ooh, night game, dude, my that gracious! Be good. What a fantastic game! I was talking, this is I was
2: talking be. to a friend earlier. It's like he brought up a question. I don't think it's true, but he said, "If the Dolphins beat the Bills, do you think Dolphins could be Super Bowl contenders?"
3: Man, that's tough. I want to say that you put them in that, definitely the AFC Championship conversation. Yeah, because
2: if they are able to beat the Bills, who are consensus favorites to win the the whole deal. If they beat them and they play well, then like you gotta kinda have that conversation a little bit. I said no, mainly because Tua is so inconsistent. He's not gonna have another forty point game this week or forty point performance in fantasy. But if they do, you could see them going pretty far in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. I'd say probably probably definitely pass first, second round. Yeah. I would say you can make that argument for sure. I think the Dolphins are
3: proving as a team that people can trust a little bit. Yeah, and I mean, not as bad as they used to be. No, no, not at all. Uh, Against the Bills, oh man, dude, this is tough for me because I love such a good defense. I love Buffalo's team so much, and I have for three years. What him and uh, um, what Brian Dable was doing there, obviously when he was there. But I mean, still, what they're doing offensively, the new coaching staff has been incredible. Uh, And this is the hard part for me is the Bills have played so freaking well it almost seems like they're not going to mess up anytime soon. But you know they are. And it's like, what game is it going to be? This one, I hypothetically, with the way their schedule is locked up, is probably the game that they do that. Mm-hmm. And that's tough for me uh, because I really like what the Dolphins have done defensively as well. Now, Then again, it took them a long time to get back into that game last week. Um, but overall, I think what this game is going to come down to um, I th- it think it's just going to be the gunslinging ability of Allen and Tagovailoa. Um, but So I'm going to have to go with Buffalo in this one. Don't be surprised if Miami sneaks out this game. But I think this is going to be fun. Bills 37. No, excuse me, 35. Uh, Dolphins 31. 35-31. Bills squeaking out over the Miami
2: Dolphins, Joe. I'm going to say the Dolphins are going to win this one. Yes, love it, love it. I'm going to say Tua is going to have another good performance. I know I said it's probably unlikely, but I think he's going to have another good one. Waddle is going to be able to get – Waddle and uh, Tyreek. I was just about to say Devontae Smith, which was definitely not the right one. But Waddle <laughs> and Tyreek are going to have good performance again. Not as crazy as they did last week, but it's still going to be enough to put them over the edge. It's going to be a shootout, I think. It's going to be like a 35-30 to 30 game. Dolphins take it.
3: There you go. Good picks. Uh, Anyway, moving on here faster. Uh, Eagles at Commanders. Uh, No hesitation for me with this one. Eagles give me on the road. um, I mean, again, at Washington. Yeah. Yeah. Washington didn't play very well last week against Detroit. I mean, we kind of let them back into that game. I think the Eagles defense is better than people give them credit for. And Jalen Hurts has been balling. Um, So I'm going to take the Eagles in this one to win on the road. Uh, I think that secondary plays really well against Carson Wentz. I think Carson will throw two interceptions at least. Mm -hmm. And I think the Eagles will roll on the road. Uh, I'm going to say 38 to 28 Eagles beat mm-hmm. the Washington Commanders. I'm
2: going to double dip as well seeing that Detroit doesn't really have a secondary and even though and Carson Wentz struggled in the first quarter or first half and uh, Eagles have a secondary that can really do some damage if he decides to air it out and I think and <laughs> Jalen Hurts is just Jalen Hurts he's going to run all over him. So yeah, Eagles 27 to 10.
3: Okay, there you go. Speaking of Detroit, they're traveling to Minnesota, Lions, baby, and of course we have the blue Kool-Aid filter. We're going with Detroit automatically to go 17-0 this season as super fans. So we're taking the Lions, and here's why they could win this game, Joe. Vikings offense was poor last week. Not too great. Philadelphia. Dalvin
2: Cook has not been looking the same. He has However, not. He's going to get, gonna get Dal- back on track in this yeah, game. Yeah, you know that for a fact. Dalvin Cook against the Lions is basically just like he just turns it on to some yes, crazy.
3: But the Vikings gave up a lot, uh, quite a bit on the ground last week. And do you know DeAndre Swift in that Lions running back room leading the NFL right now in yards per carry and yards before contact with this offensive line that isn't even fully healthy yet, Joe? So we might be able to control this game a little bit, uh, and squeak one out at US Bank uh, Stadium uh, in Minneapolis. So we're gonna take the Lions, of course. um, The score I see in this one, thirty to twenty-eight. I think it's got to be a field goal at the end or something. This is like be a fantastic game, for sure. Is that the same score you're going with?
0: Yeah. Okay, there you go. (laughs) Nice, good pick.
3: Yes. uh, Ravens at Patriots, Joe. Baltimore traveling on the road after the collapse last week. Do they get it on track against Bill Belichick's squad?
2: Mm, yes. Okay. Mainly because I think they'll probably just – I don't know. The Patriots are not looking like – it's a little bit in between. Patriots are not looking super great, but they're not looking super bad. But I think just with Lamar and just like what he did, he's just going to keep that going. And he's honestly having a season where it looks like he's going to have a repeat of his MVP season. Um, So I'm going to have to go Ravens. Lamar's going to pop off again. He's probably going to get 35-plus points in fantasy. Uh, Ravens, 35. No, Ravens, 38 to the Patriots, 21.
3: Good pick. I like Baltimore in this game, despite Ed Gillette. Uh, I think Coach Harbaugh's crew, um, they're very resilient. They don't lose games back-to-back very often. Um, So I'm going to take Baltimore to win this game uh, I think that the ground game gets it back on track. Patriots need weapons. They can't just do it um, with that overall game plan. We saw it did work last week, but the Ravens have <laughs> much, much more talent um, than the Steelers. So I'm going to go mm-hmm. with the Baltimore Ravens to win this one 24-16 over the New England Patriots. All right. All so right. there you go. Next, next one. Next game, 4 o'clock. Chargers hosting the Jaguars. Chargers. Chargers I, as well. Chargers 25-15. Um, Okay, Chargers 35-17. to This Chargers offense is elite. This one's just jogged. Yeah, Jaguars played really well last week against the Colts. But but
2: the Colts defense is nowhere near. Yeah, no.
3: The Chargers defense is legit, and they they definitely need more credit. Herbert's going to ball out. Uh, They don't even need Keenan Allen, honestly, in this game. Mike Williams Mm -hmm. is going to do just enough, and I think that defensive secondary is going to show why they paid him the
2: big bucks this week. Next game.
3: Next game, big one. Green Bay at Tampa Bay. Battle of the Bays. 4:25 4:25 game on Fox. Uh, this is a fun one, Joe. Who do you want in this one? I
2: don't know, because here's the thing. If you asked me, like, the beginning of last week, if this game went on, I would have said Buccaneers. But Packers looked pretty well last week. They played pretty solid. I mean, Aaron Jones is going to be, or excuse me, Aaron Jones looked pretty, pretty solid. Like, he looked like he was just a ball out. 15 15 carries 132 yards guys insane Um, and Aaron Rodgers played really well however it is Tampa Bay and it is Tom and like they're just a good team all around and I don't think that Tom's gonna I mean they're still undefeated but they still have not been playing like they you know did last year they're not playing like a team that like we recognize especially with Tom Brady on it so with that being said since it's at Tampa I'm gonna go Tampa
3: Okay, there you go. I'm going to take that bad man, Aaron Rodgers, uh, and the Packers to somehow steal this one in an absolute dogfight. It just doesn't make sense to me um, that they would be 1-2 and two in the year. It does make sense. Um, but I think this is a classic game where uh, too many things in the Buccaneers' favor uh, in this game. They The Pack did look good last week, and as much as crazy as I might hate it, I'm going to take the Packers in this one, mm. and I'm going to take it 22-17. Uh, in a gritty game between Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers, but I'm gonna, say like, a, at, I'm
2: gonna say like a 14-10 game. Tampa's gonna okay. take it. Gonna go to three now.
3: Yeah, both. I mean, if you see both of this, is kind of where my mind's at. You can see the Bucks and the Packers being two and one through three games. It makes sense. Yeah, it's on it's seeing un, it's in the Packers cool. one and two. That's shocking, but it is possible yeah. though. Uh, final, almost final, four o'clock game: Rams at Cardinals.
2: Mm. Oof. After last week showdown.
3: this might be a lot closer of a game than we might think. Yeah.
2: So I here's the thing, especially with uh the Rams and like their receiving core not having Odell, I think that just makes it so one dimensional with what uh um what they can do with that. And especially seeing um, you know, last week against Falcons, they didn't play super well. Falcons don't have the greatest team, they don't have the greatest uh, you know, defense either. And for the Rams to, you know, only put I thought they were gonna score more, to be honest, but to put thirty one into let up twenty seven, I think that the Falcons or not the Falcons, sorry, the Cardinals are gonna probably put up a little bit more of a fight, especially seeing that they have a little bit more high powered offense with uh Kyler on it or Kyler leading that. So with that being said, Cardinals twenty seven to twenty. Okay. I'm gonna play contrarian
3: and go Rams. Uh the Cardinals have last lost their last six straight home games at home since moving to Arizona. That's yikes. Um, so I'm going to be a little hesitant to pick them. Uh, the Cardinals' offensive line struggled, uh, and I think this defensive line might exploit them. I'm going to take the Rams in this one, and I'm going to take them. It uh, might be high, more high-scoring than I want to say. Uh, I'm going go to go 28-23. to Rams beat the Cardinals, but going to be a good game for sure. Uh, anyway, final 4 o'clock game, Falcons. At Seahawks, as crazy as it might seem, I'm gonna take Seattle, Joe. Don't know I was why. Say the same
2: thing. Gino's a bad man.
3: Yeah, Gino might just actually Gino's beat them. Man. So I don't know. I could see a hundred reasons why the Falcons win this game, to be honest. Oh yeah, me but
2: too. But something about it. I just like Gino. That's you gotta play
3: at Lumen Field. That's one of the hardest parts. Mm-hmm. It like there's no reason
2: the, 12th, man, the Broncos
3: like, should have lost week one.
2: Yeah, but I know. they were and,
3: flustered. All night. <laughs> so it just Mar- makes sense.
2: Marcus Mariota has been looking very... Uh, yeah. Despite the 0-2 record, Marcus Mariota looks like he can lead this Falcons team to su- some success. I will say that. Putting out 27 points against the Rams is a pretty impressive thing, especially seeing against who who the Rams have on their, on their team for the defensive side. However, you're playing at a field that is literally like the most intimidating field to play in the NFL. It's mm-hmm. the... There's basically earthquakes every game. So I think with that being said... Seahawks are gonna take this one.
3: Yeah, I agree.
2: Seahawks low scoring. Seahawks
3: yeah. win 23-20 over the Falcons, and I think the reason why seven to
2: fourteen.
3: Uh, whoa, fourteen to seven. They get shut out. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Rashad Penny and Kenneth Walker break out in this one. Uh, they've been struggling so far uh, this year. Penny had a good week one. Are you uh, Seahawks? Last week, yes. Uh, they didn't play as well last week. Um, so I'm going to go Seattle 23-20 to for the record. Um, and Atlanta's defense has given up 4.8 rushing yards per play. So this is a good time for them to get back on track, especially on home turf in front of the 12th man. It just makes sense. Anyway, final picks here for the rest of week three real quick. Uh, Sunday night game, 49ers. At the Broncos, Joe, on NBC. This is a really interesting game. Jimmy Garoppolo now under center for the Niners. Broncos haven't looked good. I'm going to be faithful one more time. Let's ride Broncos country. Give me the Broncos to get back on track. Defensively, defensively, they've been good. Offensively, it just needed to take time. Without Jerry Judy, it's going to be hard. Um, But the 49ers are also banged up. Uh, We are probably going to see Kittle back, but this is going to be at Denver. So I'm going to take the Broncos, as much as I don't want to, um, to beat the 49ers. Uh, and I think they will go to 2-1 and one on the season, courtesy of a 27-24 to 24 win. I don't know if I picked that score yet. If not, 27-23. You can pick whichever one I probably haven't done yet. Um, and that'll be the other one. So Broncos
2: beat the Niners. Respect. I'm not gonna say that Niners gonna win this one. All right, there I'd you go. Say I think Jimmy G is gonna come back, especially with him kind of taking over the reins again. They're gonna be playing pretty solid. Broncos literally have no idea what they're doing on the offensive side. They can't <laughs> decide if it's gonna be a run game, if it's gonna be a pass. Uh, Russell Wilson can't decide if he wants to scramble or whatever. But he's got two of the better. Like, <laughs> it's it's just weird how you're not gonna throw it to Judy and uh, whatever his name is. I forget.
3: Uh Cool Like, you're talking like KJ Hamler? We need K.J. Hamler back well, for the who, Broncos. I've, whatever I it is. I we
2: forget make. his name. I forget his name. Uh it's the other their other receiver. Uh You're talking Cortland Sutton? That's what it is. I no. was gonna say or something. I thought you said besides Cortland Sutton. I was like, huh? Corlin, it's Cortland Sutton and Jerry Jr. Judy, Judy Sutton. If yeah. he just threw it to them, then they would have great great success yeah. but well, they need he to, doesn't They need to stop committing penalties yeah, too. They have exactly. 25 they're, penalties in 2 games. They're not looking too solid. They got to so figure that out. I'm so. going to go Jimmy G's going to leave him to win.
3: All right, there you go. Final game, Cowboys at Giants. As much as I want to pick the Giants. Oh my gosh, why am I considering this whole scheme of events right now? I'm literally looking at a lot of the research that I did on this game beforehand. And it's just giving me this weird, like, I have no clue what to do because, like, it's, like, this is a no-brainer if Dak plays. In my mind, it's a no-brainer. Cowboys blow him out. But now with Cooper Rush there, it makes it more interesting. And and that's just not because of, like, the fact that it's just a better quarterback because Dak Prescott gives them the running ability and the Giants have struggled outside the box against some of those teams. Mm -hmm. Um, But this has got to be a slow game. And it's, I can't, okay. I'm just going to make a pure judgment call. No analysis needed. Giants can't win three in a row, right? It's impossible. I'm going to pick the Cowboys in this one to win this game in a very slow, sluggish game. 21 13 is the final. Uh, the Giants, they got Saquon Barkley, um, but against Dallas, I think that pass rush, that front four, that front seven is going to give them fits. Micah Parsons going to have a heyday to shut that down and I think the offense does just enough with seek Tony Pollard, and company for Cooper Rush to be 2-0 on the season. Wow, what a time to be alive for a Chippewa fan. So there you go.
2: Yeah, Danny Dimes is going to lead this one to a victory. Oh, my Giants
3: goodness. Giants are going to be 3-0. Saquon's
2: going to tear it up no, a little bit. No, it
3: can't happen, thing. right? It, if can't.
2: it was not if, if it was Dak, I would say Cowboys all day, but it's Cooper Rush. Sure. So Cooper I Rush
3: also won a game this last week against <laughs> Joe Burr.
2: Yeah, against but, Joe Burr but against the Bengals defense, who kind of wasn't doing as well as they were last year. Like it, it, it's a little bit of both. Giants are gonna win this one. It's gonna be mainly Saquon who's gonna be doing the deal. It's, he's probably he's probably gonna pop off in of fantasy this week. He's gonna have three touchdowns. Ooh, good night. So I'm gonna say twenty-seven to fourteen. Giants win it
3: All right, there you go those are our picks don't bet on them unless you win of course then you can bet on our picks just kidding please don't we don't promote gambling on this
2: show I don't promote gambling Um, either but pick on our picks
3: oh yeah we we know what we're talking about so thank you guys for tuning in make sure you subscribe on the MBSP on all of our podcast platforms which uh, sneak peek there's more of them coming oh I shouldn't say so many I shouldn't say so many but uh, you can stay tuned for that as well as follow along on YouTube and you can find that all in the link in our bios on our social media and our podcast platforms uh to find the link tree or your one-stop shop to find all of our show information Joe for sure it is anyway take
2: care everybody